All right, welcome to the Zane Sharif Show. Uh, it's podcast day. I'm excited. It's a new year. Happy New Year. It's a little gloomy outside, but I'm having a good day. Every time there's a new year, you think like, okay, what am I going to change? You know, what resolutions am I going to make? How am I going to be better? I think I want to take care of myself a little bit more. I want to work out. I want to, you know, eat better, you know. I think these are these are general things that everybody is going to fail at. <laughs> and then they'll wait until December and they're going to try again, you know. That's just how it works. I turned 29 also, um, which I don't know, man. 29. <sighs> the 20s are going to go, you know. The 30s are going to enter. I already, I was working out and my freaking uh, back just, I felt something in my back. I was running on the treadmill and I was just like, all right, I can't use my back for like a week. And I think <laughs> the next decade is just going to be more of that. But it's okay. I mean, you know, I'm 29. I look 45. It's all good. It's all good. I have, uh, I've always looked a bit old for my age, you know. I remember when I was uh, like, just going to places and I had a fake ID. Nobody ever checked it. I'd be I'd be on college campuses with my fake ID just ready, just nervous like okay, if they ask for my fake I got it and the guy would be like <laughs> every bouncer would be like, "Come on." <laughs> I guess they thought it was like a chaperone or something. <laughs> I would go with dance teams and they'd like card all the girls and like a few guys with baby faces and then they look at me like, "All right, come on, bro. We we know what the game is. What are you 36, 37?" But it's funny, when I was in high school, I used to wear, uh, like, I like to, like, dress up and wear a lot of blazers. Now I don't dress formally ever uh, because I hate it. But back in high school, I would wear, like, a lot of blazers, like, formal wear. And uh, my buddy would just come up to me. Like, I'd be talking to, like, a girl. And he'd just come up to me and be like, professor, professor, is the homework? And he'd be like, oh, I'm sorry, you're not the professor. Like, dude, so mean, bro, just because I look a little older. <laughs> But my birthday was fun, man. We went to a steakhouse. We went to, uh, we had a nice dinner, dude. I like, I like to, on my birthday, I like to take a, you know, small group of people, just eat somewhere nice, you know, make my girlfriend pay for my meal, have a couple drinks and just keep it intimate. Um, but my birthday is January 2nd, dude. January 2nd is the worst day to have a birthday because it's December 31st. Everybody is partying. Everybody is getting too lit, okay? I didn't drink at all this New Year's because I was driving and I'm doing a bunch of shows. Okay, I was like, it's my birthday. I'm not gonna, you know, get turnt and just ruin my next day, my next two days. But everybody else is partying. It's December 31st, you know? So they're like, okay, fine. We're gonna party. We're gonna have a good time. And then it's January 1st. And what, they get a text from me that's like, yo, do you wanna celebrate my birthday tomorrow? No. They're too tired. They're, everybody's hungover. They don't want to buy gifts because they spent all their money at Christmas. You know? The work is starting. It's January 2nd. Work is starting. It's just like, dude, worst birthday ever, bro. Since I was a kid. It, I think it goes January 2nd is the worst birthday ever. And then after that is probably 9-11 and then January 6th probably. Nowadays. Just in terms of are the vibes off. <laughs> you know? 9-11, dude, that must have been wild, dude, if you had a birthday on 9-11. Oof. I heard of somebody, one of my friend's aunts, her birthday was actually on the day. Wait. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. One okay, one person was born on nine eleven, but then somebody else she was turning like forty on nine eleven on the, the real one, the O one one, and it's just like, what are you supposed to do then, bro? Because it, it happened like in the day, right? So do you still have a party in the evening? No, I think you got to call everything off. So you just lose. I think I think that those people should everybody who has a birthday on 9-11 should get like five years back they can lie about their age for they can just say whatever they want because they got gypped but i want to take care of myself that's my intention for the new year i'm getting a haircut because my hair is getting too long and then when it gets too long you can tell it's thinning a little bit from the front but i'm not afraid okay i'm not afraid of thinning hair yes i'm in show business barely not really, but yes, I'm in front of people performing a lot. And yes, a man's hair or and a woman's hair is very important for your future, for the way people perceive you. Okay, but I'm not worried. You know why? Because I got a little thing called minoxidil. Okay, I got a little thing called minoxidil. All right. And if minoxidil doesn't work, you know what I got? I got a little hair transplant option in Istanbul. Okay, dude, the hair transplant is always an option. The hair transplant is basically a boob job for men. It is. Because you notice it right away. It's very distracting in conversations. And when you get up close, you just want to touch it and see if it feels real. It's the exact same thing. Another thing I want to do is I want to stop losing things, bro. I lose everything. I don't know if you guys have people in your life who lose shit all the time. But it is frustrating. Like, okay, this might be too... I'm going... I'm talking... This might be too much, but whatever. I lost like a belt, okay? I took it out of my jeans so I could wash my jeans. I put the belt somewhere and I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it for like four days, okay? I went all in my closet. I went in my office. I scoured the house, went back to my car. Why would it be in the car? I don't know, okay? But I'm panicking, all right? For four days, I look for this belt. And I lose shit all the time, okay? Four days, I look for this belt. The other day, I go up to the washer dryer, and I'm like, I don't know, let's check. So I climb on top of the washer dryer, and I look behind, and what's there? It's my belt. And you know what the most messed up thing is? I find the belt, and my immediate thought is, life is good. <laughs> Just because I found something I lost. I don't know what's happening there. I probably need to meditate or something, but I just lose things and then I start sweating just profusely. My nose starts dripping sweat and I ask everybody, you know, around me. I say, "Have you seen have you seen my wallet? Have you seen my wallet, dude? Has anybody seen my wallet?" And I know that my brother and my girlfriend and my parents and my friends are very annoyed that I do that. But let me tell you something. I have no shame. Because your frustration at me losing shit is not greater than my frustration at me losing shit. So I, I, I don't care. Deal with it. I just need air tags, dude. I have so many air tags. I have air tags on my, uh, in my bags, in all of my bags. And I just need air tags. I need like a little microchip air tag. I'll just put in everything, dude. And I'll never lose anything ever again. And then I will finally be happy. <laughs> No, I'm joking. One of my buddies, his New Year's resolution is to not watch porn. And he was trying to convince me. He's like, dude, just don't do it. Because watching porn, it's bad. It's unhealthy. It's like eating junk food, okay? And having sex with a partner is like eating a nutritious home-cooked meal. It fills you up. And I was like, yeah, I agree. But sometimes you need 
junk food. And that's because making a home-cooked meal takes fucking forever, dude. Right? You got to go to the grocery store. You got to buy the groceries. You got to chop the vegetables. You got to, you know, prep the meat. Preheating the oven alone takes forever. Sometimes you don't have all that time. And you just want to lock yourself in the pantry and eat a bag full of Doritos and hate yourself. That's a natural thing to do. You know? Sometimes you have to eat the Doritos before the meal, so you don't eat the meal too quickly, right? We've all been in that situation, right? You ever, you ever sit down to eat and you realize you haven't eaten all day and then you just finish your plate in 35 seconds and your girlfriend's just looking at you with the full plate like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> and, you're, and you try to say it, you're like, no, babe, it's because the food's so good, you know what I mean? This doesn't really happen, but... And she's like, yeah, but we're supposed to be eating this together. And that's when you're like, just give me a couple minutes. I'll be hungry again. I'll be hungry again. It's okay. I can just give me, let me, let me take a walk. <laughs> I could go for seconds, but you know, you're lying. And she knows you're lying. You can't do two servings back to back. Maybe when you were in college, but nah, now you just want to take a nap, you know, but you should not watch porn. I mean, obviously it's not good for you. It's just... <laughs> What is it accomplishing? It's just a, it, you're distancing yourself from human connection. That's why I'm afraid of these sex robots, dude. Sex robots are going to change the game and they're going to make it terrible. They're going to make, I bet they're going to make cheating even easier, you know? Because there's, it's, you now have a new excuse. There's going to be some lady and she's going to be cheating on her husband. And he's going to walk in on them. And she's going to be like, Hey, and he's going to be like, what the hell is happening here? And she's going to be like, no, no, don't worry. This isn't a person. This is a sex robot. And the guy's like, okay, well, why does the sex robot look like our gardener? <laughs> then the gardener just has to pretend. He's like, uh, 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 lo siento. Okay. The other thing I want to do is I really want to get a dog. I want to get a dog. And I know I'm going to be the one to have to take care of it during the day. Cause my girlfriend's very busy during the day. Okay. Me, I do, a, I do some work. At night, I do shows, but, you know, your boy can take some breaks, okay? Your boy's taking breaks to record this. It's okay. My girlfriend is a corporate lawyer, and we have very different days, okay? Because, like, I'll do comedy at night, so I'll come home, and she'll be working still, and I'll be like, how was your day? And she'll be like, ugh, I was on the phone with Apple, like, all day. And I'm like, Apple? Is something wrong with your phone? And she's like, no, Apple's board of directors. They're trying to close this deal. It's taking forever. And then she's like, how was your day? And I was like, well... After my set, a drunk white lady gave me a hug and told me I love Indian food. So I guess we're both doing pretty big things if you think about it, you know? <laughs> Lawyers are uptight, though. I think I've noticed that everybody in like a, a ultra professional setting, dude, their soul just leaves them. Like doctors, lawyers, they just become it, it, it becomes hard to find uh, like levity and fun during your day when you are part of a profession that demands so much of you, you know, the, but that's why I'm here, bro. I'm here to make people laugh, dude. I'm here to lift m my successful friend's spirits. <laughs> like we were at Sephora and we were doing some shopping, my girlfriend and I, and she just, uh, like we were both waiting in line and she was like, can you hold my spot in line? I'm going to grab some more things and come right back. And when she came back, I just very loudly was like, ma'am, I don't know you. <laughs> ma'am, stop cutting in the line, ma'am. 
what is wrong with you? And she's like, stop it. And like the, the store employees are like turning around. Then they found out it was a joke. They started laughing. But dude, I love that shit, bro. Public embarrassment <laughs> is hilarious. I used to do it in college all the time. I'd be like out with, with like a friend of mine, you know, we'd be going to Chipotle and somebody would like, you know, some, there would be like a line and then my friend would just accidentally step forward a little too much and like bump into me. And then I would turn around and be like, sir, did you just grab my ass, sir? But I would do it really seriously. Like it was a bit and he'd be like, quit. And I, and I would look at the manager. I'd be like, this guy is grabbing my ass. But that was a long time ago. Nowadays, you know, sexual harassment jokes don't work. But um, back then it was hilarious. We've been having a good year, man. Uh, we've been having a good year together, you know, trying to be more cognizant of things, you know, with people who are close to me, like my girlfriend, when she's starting her period, you know, I need to be more understanding of those things. You know, there's a, there's a, there is a stereotype that you can't ask women if they're on their period, but I disagree, frankly. I think you can ask a woman if she's on her period, but you got to watch your tone and you better be right about it. Okay. We were out and my girlfriend just snapped at me out of nowhere. And I ignored it. And then she snapped at me again. I ignored it. She snapped at me a third time. And that's when it hit me, man, I'm about to ask her if she's starting her period. Okay. And asking a woman if she's going to start her period, it is a gamble. It is a real gamble. It's like playing roulette. You got to make a choice and you got to stick to it. And here I had two options. Do I ignore her snapping or do I ask about her period? Ignore period, ignore period, ignore period. Finally, I was like, fuck it, dude. Let's put it all on red. Are you on your period? She was like, yes, I am. I'm sorry. I don't mean to snap. And I was like, jackpot, baby. I can't lose. I wanted to keep betting. I was like, I'm about to go find a lady and ask her if she's pregnant. Because I'm on a roll. I'm on a hot streak. I'll bet the house, dude. Everybody has some weird um, idiosyncrasies. You know, everybody has weird stuff that that defines them. Like, I've been, I've sleepwalked since I was a kid. I don't even know if that's the right way to put it, but I've been a sleepwalker since I was a kid, dude. And I remember the, the first time I found out that I sleepwalked pretty badly was I was sleeping over at my friend's house and his dad was, would stay up late and like watch TV, you know, to like one or two in the morning. And the next day he was like, Hey, that was a, you came down downstairs and we hung out. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, you, you walked downstairs and he's like, I could tell you were sleepwalking and you just sat down and we had like a full conversation about the movie I was watching. And he's like, I could totally tell you're sleepwalking. <laughs> I was like young. I just walked downstairs, just spoke to this adult for like 15 minutes and then was like, all right, I'm going to bed. <laughs> this is why people think I was like 45 when I was a kid. Because <laughs> I'll do shit like that, dude. Uh, the other big sleep issue I had was when I was growing up, I would have these pretty bad nightmares. I remember my dad and I saw Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. And I don't know how old I must have been. Pretty young, maybe seven or eight. And, um, you know, in Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, there's there's this big three-headed dog named Fluffy. Okay? And he just is an insane dog. And very scary for a kid at the time. And every time I would close my eyes or drift off to sleep, I would imagine Fluffy trying to kill me. And I remember running into my parents' bedroom and being like, I'm having nightmares. I can't stop thinking about Fluffy the dog. 
okay? And my dad is very calm. Dude, my mom immediately goes into the other room and brings out like a framed picture that has like Allah written on it. And it's just like, look at this. Look at this. <laughs> say your salawat. Say it. She's like asking me to recite a prayer. She's like, look at it. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm not possessed. I'm just having a nightmare, bro. Leave it to parents to always bring bring in like mysticism or religion into very simple situations. Like, dude. She was trying to perform an exorcism. I was like, mom, I just had a nightmare. The worst. Oh my gosh. This is the worst sleepwalking thing. Okay. This is the worst thing I did sleepwalking. One time, my girlfriend and I, we were in uh, Boston. I was visiting her. She was in school. I was working in New York. I took a, you know, a bus over to her. And that night, I was really tired. And it always happens when I'm tired. And I was watching, we were watching Creed, which is like a boxing movie, okay? We watch Creed, we finish the movie, we go to bed. Dude, in my dream, I imagine myself as a boxer. Like I am Michael B. Jordan, okay? That's a stretch, but it's a dream. Anything can happen in your dream, you know? So in the dream, I am sex god Michael B. Jordan. And I am fighting somebody, some random white guy. And I remember in the dream, like, it's like the last round, and my coach is in the corner, and he goes, knock him out, knock him out now. And I go, how? And he goes, hit him in the ribs. His ribs are weak. This is all in the dream. I remember it so vividly. And then I go, okay, I'll hit him in the ribs. And then I just wind up, and I punch in the dream. I wake up. And I have punched my girlfriend in the ribs. <laughs> I don't, okay, here's why I'm laughing. <laughs> I'm laughing because... <laughs> the, <laughs> I'll never forget the look on her face of just like... <laughs> I'll never forget the look on her face just like, what did I even do? <laughs> and I immediately like snapped out of it and I was like... Oh my gosh, I was sleepwalking. I had a dream. I was like, I was dreaming. I was dreaming. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I was literally about to start crying because I just assaulted her. <laughs> and she just, she's still like holding her stomach. She's like, ah. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, I mean, it was pretty insulting because she went right back to sleep. Like, it, like nothing even happened. She was like, it's okay. She went to sleep. <sighs> and I was just so like rattled by it. So now anytime we're out with friends, she just brings it up, dude. Like, she'll have a couple glasses of wine and we'll be, everybody will be telling stories and she'll be like, why don't you talk about that time you hit me? <laughs> and they're like, did you hit her? She's like, he punched me. I'm like, they're like, did you punch her? I'm like, okay, there's context. I was dreaming. And when a girl accuses you of hitting her and you say, I was dreaming, you don't sound like a guy who was dreaming. You sound like a guy who hit a girl and you're now coming up with a terrible excuse. <laughs> sleepwalking is it's just it's just a hilarious phenomenon that people i don't even know what dreams are really i don't even know what sleeping is i don't even think the scientists know what the purpose of dreams are you know the last time i sleep i slept walked anyways the last time i was caught sleepwalking was uh we were both you know traveling and abby my girlfriend and i were staying in a hotel and <laughs> this is how I, what i did I was still asleep. I got up 
<laughs> she only told me the next day. I walked over to her side of the bed and I started getting into her side of the bed and pushing her back to the other side. And it was like 4 a.m. And she's like, what are you doing? And I was like, go to that side of the bed. And she was like, why? And I was like, quit being a fucking idiot. <laughs> Such a hilarious thing to say. I was like, she told me that in the next day. I was like, that is actually really funny. But yeah, that's another thing for the new year, dude. I want to sleep better. I need to stop like fucking watching TV. I need to get away from my phone, dude. I need to get away from my phone. I love posting and I love like making clips and putting them online. But like just consuming it for me is just, I think it's messing with my sleep. It's messing with my you know, my sense of calm, my sense of peace. Um, everybody should be meditating, I guess, but I don't, meditating, I mean, kind of lame, you know? It's just like I start meditating for like 10 seconds and then I'm like, what are we doing? What's going on? Can we have an activity? And then I just start writing a joke in my head and then it's like, okay, I'll, I could have done this anywhere, you know? I don't need to be sitting crisscross applesauce for this. Crisscross applesauce. What a hilarious way to describe that seating position. It used to be called, what, they called it Indian style. <laughs> Indian style is not that. Indian style is different. Indian, <laughs> when I hear Indian style, I think of like, you know, <laughs> the squat, the Indian squat, when you're like taking a shit. <laughs> okay, too far. All right. That's okay. Anyways, my point is, I'm trying to use my phone less. I'm trying to consume less content. I'm trying to watch less television dude television is just this vortex of content that you have to keep up with bro i've got like four running television shows and i'm just like sitting there i'm like think every day i wake up i'm like when is the new ted lasso coming when is the new succession coming the i googled the bear season two the bear season two question mark white lotus season three question mark you're not supposed to be watching all this shit but i, I did see some good stuff over the break i saw Avatar Way of the Water. I saw that opening night because I have movie pass. Your boy got the new movie pass. That was fun. I went alone, okay? Which was fun. Took a little edible, which is, you know, fine. I don't do that that often, but I did go to the movies alone. So I was like, this is a good time to do this. And I ate a whole pack of peanut M&Ms. Just a huge pack of peanut M&Ms like 800 calories, all good. My tummy started hurting. That's all good. But I loved Avatar. Avatar was so good, man. This guy, James Cameron, is just a nutcase, huh? He just made the Titanic freaking highest grossing movie ever. Makes Avatar highest grossing movie ever. Makes Avatar 2 probably going to be one of the highest grossing movies ever. This guy's just an animal. He made Marvel look like a bunch of bitches. It is funny. Like, the whole concept of Avatar, right? The Navi or whatever. They are Native Americans. That's pretty obvious, okay? Avatar is the evil Americans and the tribal group that is underfunded and under-resourced. And they put up a fight with the Americans. That's what it's about. It's basically revisionist history for Native American groups in America. But it also makes you think that maybe terrorist groups identify with Avatar 2. Maybe terrorist groups are like, look, we are them. We don't have the weapons, okay, and the technology, but, dude, we got heart, bro. 
We got teamwork. We can take down America. All right. Look at look at the Navi. If they can do it, we can do it too. So I don't know. Maybe everybody identifies with Avatar. It's so funny, man. My my brother. I didn't. I wasn't even aware of this, but my brother told me that there's like there was like a momentary internet backlash against it from Native American groups. It's like, dude. Come on, man. It, I mean, obviously we have to be careful of of different sentiments. I don't even know if it was Native American groups, but I think it was just people saying that you're lifting from Native American culture and you're you're not attributing it to them and you're basically stealing. It's like, dude, they're the they're the they're the bomb, bro. The Navi are the shit. They're, there's nothing, you know. They're inspiring something positive. I, I've never understood how you can be outraged by something positive. I live in Atlanta, and we have the Braves. That's our baseball team. And the Braves have this thing called the Tomahawk Chop. And I remember I was at the uh, World Series, 2021, and my brother and I are, are at the field. And I start doing the Tomahawk Chop, and people are recording. And he goes, bro, don't do the Tomahawk Chop. I was like, why? why? He's like, the Tomahawk Chop is pretty problematic. It's like, is it, though? You know? Is it, though? Or is it maybe just a Tomahawk Chop? Maybe, maybe we don't have to read so deeply into it. And then he was like, you know, the Braves, like the name is a Native American group. And I was like, okay, I guess I never thought about that. And then I looked into it and the mascot for the longest time was just this Native American dude. <laughs> it was just like a, a drawing of a Native American guy like this. And it, his name was Chief Nakahoma. <laughs> okay. Okay. And I was like, okay, so there you have an argument. Okay. You have a point there. But come on, let me do the chop, you know, and let me watch Avatar. The other thing was, um, did you guys see Will Smith is back with a movie? He's got a slave movie. He plays a slave, which is hilarious because it's kind of like him being like, look, I know that the world just saw me hit somebody, but now you can watch me on screen get beat up. So we're pretty even, right? <laughs> it's, just, it's just funny, dude. Because you know, you know that in the movie, there is a guy who is a slave owner, and he's going to be hitting Will Smith. And you know that while they're filming that, this boy is just nervous, dude. He's like holding the whip, and he's like, all right, remember, Will, I'm not actually going to hit you, okay? This is just for the scene. And the director's like, action. And then the guy just like pretends to whip him. Before he does it, Will Smith turns around, just slaps the shit out of him, and just yells, keep my slave name out your mouth. <laughs> But look, the Will Smith thing, okay, we're never going to forget it, dude. We're never going to forget it. It's been forever since that happened, and we're going to remember it. And I love Will Smith, and I want him to bounce back, and I think people should be forgiven, but it's just like, dude, the amount of, the megalomania that it takes to slap the shit out of somebody on, you know, national television, and then to watch everybody still applaud you and then to watch the person go up and be like you know i'm crazy i'm a little crazy like my character it's like dude you're you must be so emotionally broken every nobody should point fingers at jada pinkett just because she's a woman but like there's something going on there you can see from their body language that there's some sort of manipulation and some sort of sadness and strife and um and it's just not good dude like i was watching this Harry and Meghan, my, my girlfriend's friend came over. They were watching Harry and Meghan. And I was like, okay, I'll watch some of it too. And dude, her friend is like watching it 
as a fan of Megan. And I'm watching, and she's like, Megan is just so silly. It's just like, dude, are you simple, bro? It was the same feeling that I got when I'd watch one of my old roommates. He'd watch uh, football. He'd watch the Bills play. And he would sit like an inch away from the television, just yell like, no, come on, no, no, no. And I'm watching it, and I'm like, are you dumb, dude? Why, why, why do you identify with this on such a deep level? I don't understand the people who are fans of Harry and Meghan. Isn't it clear that this is just like a rogue couple that wants attention? They're like, oh, we just wanted a private life, but everybody was racist to us. And it's like, now this motherfucker's trying to sell an audiobook on Colbert. What, do you, what are we even talking about, dude? You're just dragging a family's name through the mud to make, what, some money, you know? They're like, oh, she was like, oh, the, f the family's racist. Like, yeah, dude, every family's racist. That's the point of your family, okay? You go home, you have dinner with your parents and your siblings, you say some racist shit, your dad says some racist shit back, and then you both acknowledge that what you said was racist and racism is bad. If you're not gonna be racist with your family, who are you gonna be racist with? You, you don't go tell Oprah, right? And now this Harry is just out in public, just an audiobook about his dick, bro. Just dragging his family name. It may, it's upsetting. You know that if this guy was Indian, it would not happen. If, if, if the royal family was Desi, this would not be happening. He would say one dumb thing to the press, and then his grandmother would just call him that first time and be like, he's Indian, so she'd be like, hurry, come home right now. And he'd be like, yes, Daddy. And he'd just come home and it'd be over, dude. It would be like K3G. <sighs> I just don't get it, dude. I don't get people who get wrapped up in like somebody's public persona, you know? But that being said, please do like and support the clips and stuff. I'm trying to be less elitist with my content, though. It is a problem that I have. I check everything on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't watch and enjoy anything unless it has a claim. And I use both scores. I use audience and critic scores. And I'll watch it. So if it's like audience, 70%, critics, 95%, I'll be like, I'm still going to watch it because the audience is stupid, right? The average person is just dumb. They don't know art. And then if it's opposite, if it's 95% audience score and 70% critic score, I'm like, I'll still watch it because the critics are out of touch, dude. These elitist pieces of shit, they don't know what's up. I was watching this movie called Greenland with Gerard Butler. And basically the premise is that uh, you have to rebuild society from scratch. Like the world is ending because of pollution or something. I don't know, whatever. Global warming. Ugh. But no, joking. It's a real thing. But um the world is ending, and so they have to reconstruct society on in another location. And so they only allow a certain number of people to the new, you know, safe haven. And the people that they allow are people that can help reconstruct a society from scratch. And so Gerard Butler's character is chosen because he is a architect. And the government chooses him because they're like, okay, in the new world, he will design the skyscrapers. And I'm watching with my brother, and he just my brother just starts laughing out of nowhere. And I was like, what? <laughs> why are you laughing? And it's because my, my dad owns gas stations. My family owns gas stations. And so my brother was just like, I'm just imagining that if this happened and dad <laughs> was called by the government, they were like, hey, we're forming a new society. You can come over and, and we're like, dad, why'd they pick you? He's like, oh, they need somebody to run the gas stations. 
<laughs> made me laugh so hard. <laughs> Just like, yeah, so somebody needs to run the gas stations in the new world, so <laughs> we're all going. <laughs> uh, anyways. All right, here's the last thing I want to talk about. Okay, this is not... Whatever, it might be heavy, but it's not heavy, dude. I, I don't really I don't really call things deep or heavy or, you know, not light. I, I like to talk about everything. And, you know, there's this, a, a comic uh, that I knew and Atlanta passed away. And he was like, I didn't know him very much at all. We spoke like five times. And it's tricky. I, I'm having trouble kind of reflecting on it because the guy was annoying as shit, Okay. He was a very annoying guy. He would be just randomly rude to people. He would say things that were so awkward, you know, and he was a gay guy who, who came out very late in life, um, which takes a lot of courage, you know, and, and I admired that about him. And then he would get up on stage and he would tell jokes about like just how gay he is and like just jokes about like jizz and stuff. And all the other comics would be like, all right, this is not very, you know, highbrow, uh, to say the least. But on top of that, he was just kind of like weird to people, you know? The last interaction I had with him was we were at a mic and uh, I had just done my set and uh, I was talking to one of my friends and I said something like, oh, it's a very gay event or like it's a gay thing. And I was actually using the word gay literally. Like, it is a gay thing. And he just comes up behind me and goes, sir, or not sir, he didn't call me sir, he was like 98. He was like, don't say gay. He said it like that to me, like aggressively. And I was like, what? And he was like, you're not supposed to say gay as a derogatory thing. Please do not do that ever again. He like talked down to me, you know? And I was just like, in my head, I was like, who the fuck is this guy, you know? So I just looked at him and I was like, first of all, I'm just talking to her, you know? I'm talking to my friend. And also, I mean something literally gay. Like, I'm not saying it's gay, like I'm in fifth grade, you know? And he was like, oh, okay. And just like kind of walked away. And he left and I was like, I was with my friend. I was like, who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> I was like, fuck that guy. <laughs> then three weeks later, we're at the same show and one of the comics raises a toast and quotes his joke and is like, we lost a comedian today. It's like, dude, this guy died, bro. And that's, I guess that's my point is that like, I've never really understood death. I've never had a grandparent die, frankly. I, I've had a couple people die in my life, never had a parent die, never dealt with death. And I'm too old to be un trying to navigate death now. I'm 29, as I said, and I look 43. And it's at some point, my dog is going to pass away or my parent is going to pass away. And I'm just going to be, you know trying to scramble with the pieces and that's kind of weird for me to think about so maybe i don't know maybe the meditation stuff will help with that too have you ever noticed that whenever you talk about death all the weird ways that we don't say dead they make it sound like the person who died had somewhere else to be or they make it sound like the person who died was too cool to hang out like you could have like an uncle die like two days before a wedding you're supposed to go to and you still go to the wedding. And then somebody there is like, hey, where's your uncle? And if you're trying to be polite, you don't go, he's dead, right? Because then people are like, that's weird. So you have to say, you have to walk around it. You have to be like, ah, uh, he is gone. 
And they're like, he's gone. Where is he? They're like, oh, he passed. It's like he passed on the wedding. Why would he pass on the wedding? The invites were sent out a long time ago. It's like, what I'm trying to say is he's not with us anymore. It's like, oh, so he was here and then he left? Then eventually you got to be like, no, I'm saying he's in a better place. And they're like, he's in a better place than the wedding? Huh? Or your uncle's too cool for school? Fuck your uncle, dude. I hope he, I hope he goes to hell. <laughs> it's just like, oh, terrible. But anyways, I, I don't know. I think the only perception I have of death right now is that it's basically like, you know, when you were in middle school and you're playing dodgeball and then you get out early and you just got to sit there awkwardly while everybody else finishes the dodgeball game. That's what I think death is. And whenever I would, whenever I had to sit out, I'd be like, God damn it. Everybody looks like they're having so much fun. <laughs> but it's okay, man. All these things will sort themselves out. All these lessons will be learned in time. It's okay. Thank you so much for watching. I'm going to start releasing this uh, bi-weekly because I don't have enough to enough time to, to record every week. But if you're listening, thank you so much. Bi-weekly, by the way. Weird word, huh? Because it means... I, I'm pretty sure this is true. Did you guys know that bi-weekly means twice a week or every other week? What the fuck, dude? That means that if you and your wife are having sex bi-weekly, it could mean eight times a month or it could mean two times a month. That's a big difference. That's the difference between sleeping in separate rooms or having to change the sheets every day. And by the way, when I hear the word bi-weekly, I don't even, I think about sexuality because of the word bi. I can't get it out of my head. Bi-weekly to me sounds like a week that swings both ways, right? It can be a weekday or a weekend depending on how it's feeling, you know? <laughs> All right, one, one silly joke to keep it light. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you for listening. See you later. Goodbye.